0: We've talked a lot about long COVID, but since it's something that's brand new on the scene, it's kind of a moving target in terms of research. But there is some new research on long COVID. And actually, I'm not even going to try to characterize it because it's highly scientific. And the abstract I was given was completely in medical language. So we're joined by the study's senior author, Canada Research Chair at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health, Dr. Jeffrey Meyer. Good to have you. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. Okay, so I always start with definition of terms. So how do we define long COVID? Well, I think
1: long COVID can be looked upon as after one has a short-term bout of COVID uh, that you end up with having, unfortunately, uh, uh, evolving and and progressive set of symptoms that can include symptoms of depression, having difficulty enjoying things, low mood, Uh, and a constellation of of, of, uh, lack of energy. And then it can also involve things like brain fog, where one might have difficulty with concentrating, remembering things. And then on top of that, sometimes there can be problems with uh, respiratory, like shortness of breath. And then there can also be things like increased heart rate. So there's a lot of groups of symptoms. Um, But particularly uh, for a lot of people, it's pretty common to have the the brain-related symptoms. Perhaps 5% of, of, of people do, meaning symptoms related to the troubles with depressed mood and brain fog. Is this something that tapers off or is it chronic? Unfortunately, a lot of these symptoms can be chronic, so uh, it's really important that we do research in this area. Uh, And and so we've done this study where we've looked in the brain with a specialized type of scan to look for brain inflammation. And what we found was that uh, in certain areas of the brain that there's elevations in in inflammation. And it's particularly, uh, we're finding in areas that are involved in the capacity to enjoy things, the ability to have motivation, to have that energy to keep doing things. uh, And also in the areas that relate to uh, movement speed and thinking speed. And and so uh, this is the first study to look in the brains of people with
0: long COVID to look for inflammation. Okay, it's inflammation, but do you find like a permanent change in the brain when you scan? Well, the inflammation is, uh,
1: has uh, unfortunately seems to be staying for quite some time. So, what we knew previously was that. If someone died of, of COVID, unfortunately, say in hospital from a severe overwhelming infection throughout one's body that there was inflammation everywhere, uh, what we didn't really know was uh, what happens in long COVID and, and could there be inflammation that's, that's persisting? And, and in our study, we looked also at the, di- the difference in the time point between when we scanned versus when they originally had their first bout of, of COVID and, and unfortunately, it, it suggests that you know this inflammation has, is persisting.
0: Here's a, not a tough question to ask necessarily, but um, I want to phrase it carefully. Um, the, a lot of the things that you have listed are things that people will complain about anyway. Um, you know, that they have the sleeplessness and fatigue and palpitations and brain fog. I mean, people will have a myriad of symptoms, which they often connect to other issues. How do we draw a link to COVID?
1: Well, I think that the issue is, well, in this study, what we did is we, took, we chose people who had had these symptoms within three months after having had COVID. Most of them never have had depression in the past. Uh, the severity of the symptoms. So I think a lot of times when one hears long COVID, you might say, well, you know, I've had some of these symptoms, but, you know, there's an issue of severity. So a lot of the, the people in the study are, are unable to do the things that they used to do. They might be off work uh, and they've never missed work before. Uh, so that it, it, it can be severely impactful in, in, in people's lives. So I think the, the issue, is the severity and and, and impact and so uh, you know people are like having difficulty getting out of bed and until they say noon sometimes Uh, so we never had you know ever had issues like this before so it's a matter i think of the severity
0: and impact on people's lives and does vaccination status make a difference
1: well i would certainly say that that the rates of long COVID have been lower in people who have had, uh, say, vaccinations and newer strains. So maybe at the beginning, you know, the rates of long COVID could have been about double where they are now. So perhaps 5% of people who have uh, had new bouts of COVID are are at risk for getting long COVID uh, for some collection of these symptoms, where perhaps it might have been more, you know, 10-15% at at the beginning of of,
0: uh, the waves of, of COVID that had come out. Do you foresee there eventually? I, I can't imagine that there would be a treatment for this, but I, I guess there couldn't be a treatment for pretty well anything. Well, certainly. So, I think one of the assets of
1: the study is that it points at a few things. One one direction is that one could try medications that influence inflammation to see whether that could help people with long COVID. That's that's one approach that could be taken. The other approach is that we also need to understand more about the, the changes where we found inflammation, detail that a bit farther, and then come up with even more refined uh, treatments to help with long COVID. So I think I'm very optimistic that that we'll find cures. What we really need is is some more research and we need uh, funding for that research. So I think researchers are very interested in trying to understand long COVID and, and, and
0: solving this. Uh,
1: so there's definitely enthusiasm to do that. And this study is quite important because we've identified, you know, an element in the brain that, that connects with the long COVID.
0: Thank you for this. Oh, you're welcome. Dr. Jeffrey Meyer is at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health.